Welcome to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought or at Counterthought CEO and on our Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. Trump's commanding victory in Iowa does two things. On the Republican side, it confirms what most of us already knew, that he is going to be the nominee. There's just no pathway for Haley or DeSantis to overtake him. And the second thing that his commanding victory does is it sets off the alarm bells in the Democrat Party. Their worst fears are now coming true. And what it is telling them is that that propaganda machine that I've talked about in previous episodes, it's time to put that thing on full blast. Trump's victory in Iowa is a record. It is the largest victory by a non-incumbent candidate in the history of the Republican Party. He had a 30-plus point victory. DeSantis came in second. Haley came in a close third to DeSantis. There were only about two or three percentage points between the two of them. So they will continue in this primary process. Vivek is suspending his campaign. But Iowa just confirms what most of us already knew on the Republican side, that Trump is going to be the nominee. Now, if you go back to after the 2022 midterm elections, there was some uncertainty if Trump or DeSantis may be the one to get the nod. DeSantis came off his huge victory in Florida, which is where I reside here in Orlando, came off a huge 20 plus point victory in Florida, one of the only landslide victories, especially at the state level in the 2022 midterms. And the polls were showing that DeSantis was within maybe five, 10 points of Trump. However, as the year went on, as time went on after the 2022 midterms, and then the lawfare was released against Trump with his indictments, it became more and more clear that there is no way that Trump was not going to be the nominee. I talked about this on previous episodes. The lawfare against Trump caused Republicans, definitely those who supported him in 2016 and 2020, like myself, and those who see Trump for, for what he was and see that, hey, his presidency was actually good for this country, it gave this mentality or this, react, this reaction, this response from the Republicans of, all right, it is time to hunker down. It is time to hunker down, gather around Trump, support him, and over, well, lack of a better term, overthrow the stranglehold that the Democratic Party wants to have on this country. There is no more time for foolishness. It is time to rally around Trump and take the country back, to bring it back to what it once was, to heal this country, to continue what was being done from 2016 to 2020 in his first term. So as much as I liked DeSantis, at that time I realized uh, DeSantis shouldn't have tossed his hat in the ring. He should wait till 2028, 2028. Yeah, he would have a two-year gap you know, after his uh, second term as governor ends before 
actually being able to potentially be elected for president, but he could use that time to just campaign, right? He could use those that two-year gap to campaign, but DeSantis decided to enter the race anyway. And Iowa just confirms what we have known now for months. DeSantis, Haley, Christie, Vivek, none of them have been close to Trump during this primary process. And sure, Iowa is the first state, and sure, it's only one state. But as the states continue to go from Iowa to New Hampshire to South Carolina, they are shaping the minds and the backing of the Republican voters for all of the other states leading up to Super Tuesday. So Trump's commanding victory just confirms what we already knew. The lawfare gave this rallying cry to support Trump because we could see what was happening. We could see that this was actually an attack on the democracy, despite what the Democrats tried to say to you and lie to you by saying that, no, this is actually a protection of democracy. But Trump has now caused panic at even higher level than what it already was on the Democrat side of the aisle. And this was best demonstrated on Monday night as the results came in in Iowa. If you didn't see it, I have a couple clips here. The first clip is going to be of MSNBC, Joy Reid, sitting here and smearing Trump Republicans and really all Republicans. She talks about how because Nikki Haley has a mother of Indian descent, that she is therefore an immigrant, and that the Republican Party cannot support a candidate who has an immigrant parent. It is just unreal. You have to watch this clip. Are more like Iowa than New Hampshire. And I think to the point that you made, Steph, I mean, it's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady that's got to try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant and which accepts the notion that you can say immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. She's getting, you know, birthered by Donald Trump. Um, and I don't care how much the donor class likes her, which will yeah. ramp up a lot, the better she does in New yes. Hampshire. Isn't that argument ridiculous? Birthering? Now, for those of you who don't know, birthering goes back to Trump and talking about whether Obama was actually born in Hawaii and and that's that's the source of this birthering comment. But can you believe what is being said on MSNBC? Maybe you can, but it never ceases to amaze me what they are allowed to say. The racist that is Joy Reid gets to sit there and say that because Nikki Haley has an Indian mother, that Republicans will not support her, that we will not support her. She's not going to win the nomination, but even if she was going to win the nomination, you know, she could win the nomination. Haley actually shows that she could beat Biden. The only way she could beat Biden is that she has support of Republicans to be able to do that. So that is just this off the wall, out of pocket, as the Gen, as the Gen Zers say today, comment from Joy Reid, but it is perfect for what she always says on MSNBC. She gets away with 
so much, uh, so many racist comments. It's just ridiculous. But to say that Republicans wouldn't support Nikki Haley because she has an immigrant mother, because she has she's from Indian descent, that is just absurd. But this is what's going to be happening. You may remember in episode 103, I said that what to expect for the 2024 election season on the Democrat side is just going to be this propaganda machine lying about what the Biden administration has accomplished, accomplished lying, lying about what they haven't done. So blatant gaslighting and uh, boldface lies. And then this smear campaign, part of which you just witnessed in that Joy Reid clip. But that's not all MSNBC decided to do when it came to smearing Republicans. Watch this next clip from Lawrence O'Donnell. CBS poll, of their final poll before the Iowa caucus, this is a national poll, shows that 81% of Republican primary voters and caucus participants, 81% of those people agree with Donald Trump that immigrants are poisoning the blood of this country. That means that 81% of the Republican primary electorate believe Nikki Haley has poisoned blood and is poisoning the blood of the United States. How absurd. (laughs) How absurd. Trump's comment about poisoning the blood of America, this is might as well equate this to his comment going back to um, going back to Charlottesville, Virginia, when he talked about fine people on both sides, which is what Biden says is the reason why he decided to get in to the race in 2020 for president was because of that comment. Now that has been debunked numerous times. This poisoning the blood has also been debunked, but MSNBC, CNN, none of the liberal media is going to actually uh, tell you that actually going to give you the context, actually going to unpack and look at the nuance of what he said, but the association of going from Trump's comment to then applying the saying that 81% of Republicans believe that Nikki Haley has poison in her blood. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Now, I know my audience, I know I know you watching or you listening do not believe this and probably think this is equally as absurd. But for those of you who do not, you need to educate yourself. And I hope that you are becoming aware of what, like this is just a small, small slice of what I believe is going to occur between now and election day in 2024 is going to be lies about what Biden has done lies about what he has not done and is not responsible for, and then flat out smear campaign against Trump and Republicans, especially MAGA or ultra MAGA as they've been named during this Biden administration. This is just absurd. There is no shame, no shame on the part of the Democrat party and their liberal media. Something else also happened on MSNBC, but CNN got involved on this next one. You know, when someone wins an election, right, they'll go to the winner and they'll show their little victory speech. Well, CNN and MSNBC did not 
did not do that. And the reason why is because they say that they don't want to air Trump's rhetoric. They don't want to air his rhetoric. Rachel Maddow said that NBC has, quote, made a difficult decision not to air Trump on their network and that they revisit that decision almost daily to see if, if that is still the position that they should hold all in the name of democracy, all in the name of protecting you, their viewers. And Jake Tapper made a little comment under his breath saying, oh, you could, as they cut away from Trump saying, oh, you can kind of hear Trump underneath me saying, underneath, underneath my voice saying his anti-immigrant rhetoric. Anti-immigrant rhetoric from Jake Tapper. Oh, we can't show you that because Trump is so dangerous from MSNBC and Rachel Maddow. What are they afraid of? Right? That's the question that I have is what, what are they afraid of? They, they hide behind this protective veil, this veil of being a, quote, news organization, this veil of democracy and protecting democracy, this veil of protecting you, their viewers, from harmful and hurtful rhetoric. But are they actually afraid of those things or are they more so afraid of, of maybe you would get a little red pill awakening moment if you heard and actually knew about what was happening in this country, if you heard about what is being proposed from the Republican candidates, if you heard about what Trump is proposing for his second term, if you heard the truth about what the Biden administration has done and is doing, do they actually think Trump is going to be a dictator? Probably, especially the hosts on these networks. That's what they're getting paid to say. And they probably do believe that because Trump derangement syndrome has been going on for a long time. Coming up on eight years now, almost eight full years of Trump derangement syndrome. And because they are inauthentic, these news organizations have led their viewers with their sheep-like minds to also believing these lies. Dictator Trump, they say, that's going to be part of this propaganda, part of the lie and the spin. They're also fearful of hearing of their audience, hearing his policies and thinking, wow, maybe like having a realization, wow, maybe it was a little bit better before Biden took over in his administration. You know, maybe, maybe the conversation wasn't always about, about race and, and victimhood and, and privilege and DEI and the like, you know, everything's, if you have everything looks like a nail when you, your hammer is, is race, as we heard in that Joy Reid clip, right? She's just sitting there on the panel. Everybody's giving their opinion. Jen Psaki's giving her opinion. Rachel Maddow's giving her opinion. Lawrence O'Donnell giving his terrible smear of an opinion. And then Joy Reid's like, bing, the light bulb in my head. Hey, we're about to go to break. I'm going to slide in this little comment that has to involve race. And I'm going to call out birtherism. Birtherism because Nikki Haley has an immigrant mother, an Indian mother. So MSNBC, CNN, other liberal media are fearful of Trump. They're legitimately fearful. They have taught themselves to believe that he's actually going to be a dictator, that this is actually the last vote. And if he wins, you will never get to vote again. And they've even had other outlandish hosts and, and guests on their show saying that he is going to line up individuals that he has a, a vendetta against and 
basically do like a firing squad. I mean, this is just the absurdity of their arguments to make you fear Trump because they fear what it means if he wins. If Trump wins, then everything that the Democrat Party has advocated for, that they support, that they champion, will be shown as a failure. Polling shows across swing states and nationally and in most other states that the border is going to be a huge issue for Biden. You may have seen the clip. Maybe you haven't, but there was this clip going around. I saw it on TikTok the other day of Chicagoans, specifically black Chicagoans, basically beyond the point of no return because of the immigrants that are coming into Chicago. They are calling out their mayor. They're calling out the governor, Pritzker, and they're calling out Biden for giving better treatment and availability of resources to the illegal immigrants than they are to the citizens of their country who they believe themselves need this help, if just the same amount of help, if not more. So why are illegal immigrants being prioritized over Americans in this country? And you've heard some of that same language coming out of New York City. You know, the popular story last week coming to New York City was that kids were being sent home for remote learning so that their high school or middle school could be used to house illegal immigrants. And we all saw how terrible remote learning went and how those who are um, who do not have, let's say, internet at home, those who don't have necessarily the resources to support at-home learning, remote learning, are the ones who are going to suffer the most because of it. Because they won't have school and that in-person teaching that they need. But illegal immigration is being prioritized over the citizens of their cities, over the citizens in this country. So these voters that would traditionally be Democrat voters are having it up to here. You know, they don't want to stand for this anymore. And that is what the Democrat Party, Joe Biden and his administration, and the liberal media are fearful of. They are fearful that the policies that they have supported, that they have championed, have been so bad for this country that they are going to lose their grip on this country. They're going to lose control. And what they are doing is they are desperately trying to squeeze on and maintain control. But what happens? We've seen like a little cartoon clip, right? A little cartoon clip, a little, little child has loved something so much, just sitting there hugging and hugging and hugging. And then their little cute little animal like can't breathe because of the, the love and the control they want to have so much. Like, oh, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. And what happens? Suffocating, right? Dead, done. That's what's going on here. And that's part of this smear campaign and the propaganda campaign that I expect between now and the end of the 2024 election. And actually, it won't even stop till then. If Trump wins, it's going to continue for another four more years. So buckle up. We're talking about at least five years of smears and propaganda to combat Trump and the Republicans. Polls show, as I mentioned earlier, Biden losing whether it's Trump, DeSantis, or Haley. That is not good. That is not good. And the Democrats are just freaking out. And the liberal media, 
They called themselves, as I mentioned, Rachel Maddow said that they couldn't show Trump's victory speech because they are, quote, a news organization and they refuse to air things on their broadcast that are untruthful. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know how she says that with a straight face because you saw her face in that Joy Reid clip. When Joy Reid was making that argument of the birtherism, her, Rachel Maddow's face was just like, are you really going there, sister? Like, what are you talking about? I don't know how these people say it with a straight face, but they are they are dead set on feeding that to their viewers. They are dead set on maintaining the control that they have. They don't want their viewers to hear the truth. They don't want the viewers to hear an alternative argument. They want to maintain control. So MSNBC, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, and all of the others, 90 plus percent of media is liberal media. They're going to continue to smear and cause fear for their viewers. So if you happen to know someone who watches that channel, please try your best to get them to also view what is actually happening, not to believe the lies coming out of the mouths of those anchors and their guests. There are contributors. Trump's victory in Iowa solidified what most of us know on the Republican side. He is going to be the nominee. And as Republicans, it's time for us to rally around him because we have seen what the Democrats are up to, and it is not good. Now, what Trump can do, and he did it a little bit in his, in his victory speech, is he needs to now shift on to a general election message. He needs to switch on to a general electric general election message. Swayed the persuadables, persuade the persuadables, bring in those independents and bring himself to a victory, not go off, you know, to the left, not go off to the right. Stay focused. This has always been his Achilles heel. I've said before that if Trump had discipline, had discipline with his words, he would have been a plus 50%, 50% plus approval rating as president. You might think, oh, that's not possible, like the, the division in this country. No, I believe it. I believe it. If he would have discipline, he would be, he could have been, and maybe he still can in term number two. But his approval ratings would have been much higher, I believe, above 50% if he would just have discipline. And that's what he needs. We are more divided now than we were 20, 2015 to 2016 and 20, uh, 2020 to 2021. We are more divisive or divided now. So it would, Trump needs to pivot to the general election, spend as much time as possible these next 10 months bringing in the independents, persuading the persuadables, and getting Joe Biden out of office early on election night. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube, and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at counterthought CEO or on Facebook at Counterthought Podcast.